Sorry to see you go, Miguel. I hope you die very soon. <laughs> you know what I mean. I thought you couldn't make it. You said you'd take back my photo. You promised, Miguel. You know this, uh, man? I just met him tonight. He told me he knew... You're being forgotten. And whose fault is that? Hector, please. Those were my songs you took. My songs that made you famous. What? If I'm being forgotten, it's because you never told anyone... I didn't see my girl. Ernesto, remember the night I left? That was a long time ago. We drank together. And you told me you would move heaven and earth. La Cruz movie, El Camino a Casa. I'm talking about my real life, Miguel. No, it's in there. Never. Look. This was for a ghost to our friendship. That night, Ernesto. The night I left. We'd been performing on the road for months. I got homesick. And I... For you, mi amigo. Salud! You walked me to the train station, but I felt... I woke up dead. You poisoned me. You're confusing movies. Ooh. How could you? Security! Security! You took everything away from me! I apologize. Where were we? You were going to give me your blessing. Yes, uh, to me. I would hate to have you think... That you murdered Hector for his songs? <laughs> you don't think that. Welcome to episode 55 of the What I Know About Pixar podcast. Each episode we talk about an from Pixar. Could be taking a character to see an actual film. On today's show, we're talking about the scene from Coco, which I refer to as the past of Hector and Ernesto scene. Oh, it's a, oh, it's a hard scene to watch. Oh, so many twists and turns, so many secrets that falls. Quick description for you, just catch up for a minute. So in this scene, we learn the horrible truth behind the past between Hector and Ernesto, which helps to explain how Hector got to the land of the dead. Okay, so that's a little quick, quick little description. Just so, brace yourselves. Let's get ready, folks, to start talking what I love about the past of Hector and Ernesto.
Okay, so we are ready to start talking about the past of Hector and Ernesto scene from Coco. Oh, this is a really great example of big reveals. And for me, the best part about film and TV is the scenes where you get a big reveal. And they are just... And sometimes the way they get executed depends on how you feel about the situation that's happened. And most of the time, those variable scenes, there are many scenes that are regarding, you know, a villain, a big reveal of the villain. So in most action films, you have to wait so many times. There's so many little red herrings left, right and centre after who you think could be, you know, the villain or it could be this guy, could be that guy. Then when you get the big reveal, it's supposed to let you go, oh, I did not see that coming. And Pixar, of course, have made an attempt at that. I mean, we saw in the Incredibles with the, uh, obviously, Syndrome, big revel- the revelation of him actually being um, not some crazy, mad villain. It's actually the person that, the little boy that has been, you know, basically tagging along Mr. Pebble's journey missions because he's a super fan that feels a bit flat this big reveal I f- oh it gets you in the guts so basically from the beginning of the film and most and up to the point of the scene Miga sort of looks up to Ernesto as an idol everyone thinks he's great and all oh, this and I don't know you're the Ernesto oh is he so brilliantly talented but of course the big reveal comes in the form of how we learn about really how Esnes not not uh, Hector I was about to say Nesta then, not Nesta, Hector. We really discover how, what happened to Hector and how he ended up being in the land of the dead. Um it's such a chilling scene. So let me tell you for it. So Hector and Nesta used to be partners. This and Hector would write the songs. I think he would sing the so- sing the songs. Ernesto would be his business partner. And eventually, you know, one day, because the industry, the performing industry is tough. Believe me, it's a tough industry. If you can't hack it, then you either need to get out of the kitchen, or you wait until you're thrown out like a piece of trash. It's it's you know, the performing the performing industry is a really tough industry and. Not everyone's up to it, and sometimes some people think, oh, after a couple of while, they think, oh, really, this is not really for me whatsoever. I, was, I don't know what I was thinking. That's the lie Hector falls. He starts to get homesick, missing home, as one would expect. Um, but Ernesto's like, mm, hang on, I don't want to stop here. No, I, I still see a lot of great potential here. And, unfortunately, it's so cruel. This is so cruel, what Nesta does. Because, basically, Nesta poisons him. He poisons Hector. And then, so that's how Hector ends up on the dead. I love how Hector tells the story, like how, you know, you put have you poisoned me because it's a big shock to him because at this point Hector doesn't, doesn't doesn't know either Hector doesn't remember what happened, and when it starts to come back, oh, you really feel for Hector because it just 
punched him in the gut and how what happened? Because he he just wants to go to he just wants to go back home. What's wrong with that? You know? We'll come to that in a bit in a minute, but let's just come so Pehetto it's a big, 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 big shot because he himself has just started to realise this too, what has actually happened in his life. Because he has forgotten what you know, how he got to land the day. So it's a big, big shock for him. It's almost like too much for him to handle. And I love how he makes it how, oh, you poisoned me, I fell asleep, and the next thing I woke up dead. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of a nice, cheery way to put it, you know, oh, you know, I just got poisoned, and then I, I felt a bit sort of passed out, and all get dreary, passed out. The next thing you know, oh, I'm, um, I'm dead, and all that's left of me is um, a few scraps of my clothing, but basically I've already turn into the bones. Won't go that far. Coco creeps me out a lot. It, it, it just brings up the humor. One of my least favorite topics back in biology class. Just uh, Anyway. So we get to learn the truth behind not just the past between Anesta and Hector, but we also get to learn about how Hector arrived in the land of the dead. Oh. You just feel for Hector, both in the flashback we get to their past and also for the present day in the land of the dead when it's all flooding back. It's like it's like you tried you've block blocking out a really traumatic event in your life. Um and well oh well yes of course dying would be a tragic event, but nobody knows where we go next. So we, you know, we know nobody knows what's going to happen after you die. So it's not like we can go and get a dead, a dead person, a person who's crossed the other side, and ask them how was it when you woke up and realised you were de- now dead. We can't ask them that. We can, we have to rely on the magic of of the movies to paint a picture of what it could be like. So um, so yes, so yes, obviously yes. Waking up to discover you're now dead. That is a tragic spirit. That is a traumatic event, and I'm sure we'll all experience it in our lives. Um, but because we don't know what's on the other side, we have to refer, use this analogy, which I'm trying to come up with differently. It's like trying to block, so yeah, so it's like trying to block out a tragic event in your life, and you, and you won't be able to beg a gate completely, but you've managed to be able to block it out so you don't really remember it. And then when it's being retold to you, it's call comes flooding back. It's like a boom. It's like a big boom. It's like getting hit by a bus. Again, not good analogies here, but what can you expect when this film is set in the land of the dead? I am trying, folks. I am trying, but it's like a hot, you've just been whacked by a bus. It's like an orbit all comes flooding back. Your whole life's just flashed for your eyes and the horrors are there for all to see. Now, poor Hector. Let's go back to when Hector was still alive. Poor Hector. So, he and Nesta have been partners, and you know clearly Hector's the talent behind behind the the partnership, and Nesta's there really just to I don't know act as what an agent, manager, but clearly also possessed a hidden talent, but chooses not to use it, and rather let Hector be the one who does to be on the stage. Talk about it another time. Um, yeah, but Hector clearly. Re- 
feels that after spending some time in the industry, he feels, okay, this actually is not for me. And that is something a lot of us can relate to a lot in our lives. Because, in our lives. Um, but what we don't expect to then happen is, oh, our friend and partner who still wants to be involved then goes and tries and murders us and takes our work as a credit for himself. That doesn't happen. But, he just got a silver poor Hector. He just wanted to go home. He missed his family. Uh, no? Now, part of me is thinking, as a singer of lyricist myself, I'm always thinking, um, Hector, do you not realise the life you're living is something that a lot of people, me included, would kill to have that, that, that life? It's like, so on the one hand, I can feel the heck with this of how oh, we got homesick, missed his family, I don't know, but there was a tiny little, tiny little thing in the back of my head was going, hang on, Hexor, you're being a little tiny bit selfish here because that life you're living, anybody would kill to get that life. And the sort of irony is somebody does kill to get that life. And it happens to be in the form of your partner, Ernesto. Oh dear. It, the irony is there. The irony is there, what I've just said. The idea is there in the scene, how, you know, to live the life of fame and glory, a lot of people would probably kill for it. And Ernesto clearly does. Doesn't, but he doesn't just kill Hector to take his life. He does the cardinal sin. And that is, takes Hector's songs and pass it off as his own. And that, it, 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 so, give me a sec, I need to let, give me a sec, go. That is the, I'm back. Sorry, I just need to let that out there because that is the cardinal sin in the music industry. That is the biggest sin you can commit in the industry. That is taking people's songs and passing them off as your own. And I'm a singer and I'm and I also am a lyricist. I'm also a lyricist. I do write lyrics to my own songs. And I can, if I was in that natural situation, I can would be completely careful language. Careful language here. I need to think of a clean word. Got one. I would be completely ticked off. Older viewers, you can probably think what, what I'm thinking of that, that, that was used there. I would be pretty mad if somebody had took my lyrics, put music to them and passed it off as their own. I would be, literally would be mad and would be going to literally every single court in the land to basically go, well, hey, you, you did wrong here. You, that was not your work, that was my work, and um, not only am I going to take you for every penny you've got, I'm also going to ensure you never work again. That's my, that's what I would be doing if I was in, in that situation, and situation, somebody trying to take my, my work past the I would literally, would not, would literally go and just ruin them, you because know? it's just a cardinal sin, it's just not, it's the big no-no in the music industry. You cannot do it. You cannot. I mean, 
you just can't. It's just, it's just no, no. I can't stress that enough. So what Alessio does is absolutely wrong. And the way he tries to defend himself is also pretty weak. Well, actually, really, there's no argument to it. He's got no argument. And the thing Ernesto, I don't know if he realises he's got no argument to it, to what, to what he's done. Really has not got an argument at all. Um, but he tries to defend himself. Like, well, sometimes in life, you, you've got to do what you got to do. That's his basically, that's basically his, what his defence for it. But, that's a lame defence. And we all know that is a lame defence. Because what you did, Lester, there is no excuse for it. Not only did you kill a man in cold blood. You, merc- you mercilessly killed Hector for no reason. So not only have you, commit- have you committed one crime. Which definitely would get you life imprisonment. You then committed a second crime. By taking off Hector's work. And passing it off as your own. That is the biggest sin you could commit. And I think we'll discuss this more in detail when we do the Akkad episode for Ernesto. But I will say it now. Death's too good for Ernesto. I'm there, I said it. Death for Ernesto was just too good. He deserved be sent to a far worse place than where he is in the land of the dead is in the land of the dead it's just uh just death too mer- too merciful for Esther. definitely needs to suffer a far worse of fate definitely if i had my way i'd definitely come up, come up with some good ways to deal with Esther. erasing my existence there's one or is that or is that too sci-fi uh, either way Oh, no, oh, that's no, too much to boggle. That's too much to boggle because it goes to find it. No, but boggle. But let's also bring Amigo into this because this, because not only in this scene does Hector feel like the world is crashing down on him, Miguel also starts to change views too and sees, finally sees Ernesto in a completely different life. Lights, I should say. <laughs> I know it's confusing. London, dead, London, dead, lovely no, oh. But yeah, so Mingo finally actually st- finally starts to see that you know, Mingo is a bad guy, and you're not really related to him because Miguel thinks, oh, Nesto's an ancestor of my family. No, no, no. We know he's not, but up to this point, Miguel doesn't realise that, and also doesn't realise that that Hector and Miguel are actually related. Even though Ernesto is starting to subconsciously realise this. Um, yeah, oh, it's just so... This is such a hard scene to watch, because... For Hector... Yeah, it does ask the question of, if you were in Hector's shoes, would you want to know the truth about how you end up in the land of the dead? Because if I was in Hector's shoes, I wouldn't. I don't even want to think about 
that. In fact, I don't think about it. I'm just like, well, we're going to let it happen. I mean, I know, subconsciously, I know it's going to come one day, it's going to come, but we'll just, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Right now, let's just concentrate on trying to get through life. And we'll worry about that bridge, we'll be crossed to it at some point. Which hopefully won't be for a really, 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 really long time, time to come. So I, basically what I'm trying to say, if I didn't have tushies, I would not want to know the truth. I would rather spend my time in the land of the dead, you know, not real not without wanting to know what caused my death or if there was any foul play in my death i would not want to know that and for hector it all comes flooding back and you just stop and you pause and whatever perceptions or opinions you had on hector before up to that point sort of go out the window um because this is not really a backstory. It's basically a revelation. I mean, if it was a backstory, then I would probably go a bit more in more detail and would say how, oh, how now my opinion on Hector is this, this and that. But that might be for his catch episode as well. But this is not really a backstory. It's more like just a revelation and a big truth that is being revealed and it shakes up the state of play. So for a lot of the different characters who then start to feel completely differently about certain characters and things in the past that they thought which were true but actually turn out not to be true but I just feel for Hector at this point because he it's, it's, just, it's a big revelation he's found out it's like finding out that your mum or your dad had a secret second family with children of their own with that other family and you've just found out about it and it's just oh, it's like it's like you can't do it the world is literally caving in it's crushing you it's like it's too much that's what I feel it's like the Hector it's just the weight of this revelation just caving in on him and he just does not know where to turn, what to do, and what's the right thing next for him. <sighs> so, it's just... Yeah, I still feel Hector. Maybe because I could one day maybe end up in this situation. As a single person myself, you know. Some... It's just it's not a nice thing to think of. But... But I do hope for people, if anybody was, thought Lester was a nice guy, this guy with the first watch coca, I really hope that at this point they go, basically, basically that, and just go, no, no, Lester's a bad guy, you, you, insert whatever word you want here, I can't do that because this is a family friendly podcast, but you get the idea. Basically, I basically I hope that this is the, this is, for most people when they watch Coco for the first time. I hope for them this is the point where they actually go right. Turn on Esther now. We know we now know the truth. A bit like in Corrie, a bit like in Coronation Street, where you've had this big, big, big revelation, and it's actually oh that so and so who's behind this plan to try and bulldoze half the street, and now it's like right now we turn on the so on the so and so turn that traitor who. No respect for community spirit and da da da. That's why. So I'm hoping that. So I'm hoping for anybody 
who has watched Coco for the first time, I really hope that this is the point where, if you thought you liked Ernesto, this certainly be the point where you go, No, he's the rotten one. He deserves to rot in hell. Now that we can say. We can say, we can say hell. We can say that. But there's a lot of other words to describe Ernesto that we can't say on this podcast because it's not family friendly. Because <laughs> we are a family friendly show. Even though the topics of Coco aren't really family friendly because it's all about being in the land of death and what happens when you're dead. Oh. Oh dear. Oh. But I want to start with this scene because it's a bru- this is a scene for me that stands out the most of the whole film because it's such a massive revelation. And it's definitely one to make your mind start thinking, right, well, who do I like now? Who do I want to support now? Do I... Think Nessa's this? Do I see Nessa's reasons why? Or do, I, or, do, or do I just feel for the poor, helpless Hector who's literally just had his world crushed at his very feet? That's that's the big question that you have to ask yourself when you watch this scene. Who do you sympathise more with? I personally, Hector, because I can understand his reasons, but. Even though there's a part of me that thinks, well, actually, Hector, you'd be a little tiny bit, tiny, just a little bit, just a little bit selfish there, a bit ungrateful for the life you got, and how others would gladly kill for it. But the irony, of course, is also that, is that actually somebody did kill for it, and then went on to commit even more crimes to get, to get what he wanted from it. But it's just, oh, it's just horrible, horrible. What Hector does is absolutely horrible, and... So it reminds me of Syndrome. Because Syndrome, of course, as we all know, killed in cold blood. I mean, the amount of superheroes he lured to his iron lair to test out his robot, and the amount of heroes he killed in cold blood. So there's largely quite a fair amount of similarity between Nesta and Syndrome. That we actually thought, realised. That's for another time. That's for Nesta's catch episode. We'll, we'll talk more about those in more detail, but... For now, overall, this for me is a big, it's, my, it's one of my favourite scenes from Coco because that revelation is just, oh my, it just hits you in the gut and it just starts, and it just starts to make you think about what you thought about the characters, particularly Ernesto and Hector up to that point. And hopefully your perceptions might change. But if they haven't, if a small part of you actually can sort of side with Nesto, fine, fair enough. I mean, I still side with Scar overall in the Lion King after all these many years. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, oh, I feel for Hector. I really do. It's just a harsh thing for Hector to have to go through. It really, really is. I think we'll leave it there. That's, yeah, that's pretty, I've pretty much got all... Everything I want to say out and open, so let's just wrap up there and try and think some nice, lovely things. <sighs> okay, thank you for listening, all my dear friends. Until next time, this has been what I love about the past of Hector and Ernesto.